0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Go With The Flow Yoga Conversations with Ben and Rihanna. I'm Rihanna.
1: And I'm Ben. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 4. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our newest episode of Go With The Flow. We're super sorry for being away for a long time, but I'm sure (laughs) you understand, um, like in the middle of this pandemic, it's hard to think of other things than survival. So, uh, Mm -hmm. but we are back with um, a new episode that we have recorded ourselves. Um, We actually have a couple of episodes that we have uploaded about um, a recording of a couple of um, events that we participated in. One of yeah. them is uh, an online webinar that we hosted about... For
0: yoga teachers.
1: Yes. About holding
0: holding yeah. virtual space and yes. kind of um, towards the start of ECQ, we kind of brought uh, two groups of teachers together and we sort of talked about... Well, we didn't sort of talk about it. We really talked about um, parang what our what we do as teachers in this pandemic and how to pivot and adjust towards the digital shift.
1: Yeah. And then for uh, International Day of Yoga last June 21, uh, we did a talk for Yoga Break Club's um, celebration of uh, IDY. We gave a talk about Yoga as Freedom, um, which was attended by students as well, not just teachers. So we had a good uh, a good number of students yoga students attending that session, which was uh probably one of the one of the most favorite things I did during this uh during this uh, pandemic.
0: Yeah, me also, and I think um so if you guys are interested in hearing those um, talks, please feel free to check out our earlier episodes of this season. Um, but yeah, we're happy to be back and finally. Um, We got our regular schedule down pat. Especially as Ben is entering law school, he has to make time for me (laughs) (laughs) That.
1: Yes. And speaking of law, um, our topic for today is uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, a very important law concept in yoga. So we're yeah. talking about the law of karma. Actually, this is a very universal concept and a very universal law, yeah. but often misunderstood, no? In in so many ways, and I must admit personally that my understanding of karma has evolved from uh, a period of uh, what's this? Um, a period of um, confusion. Towards uh, a, a more nuanced understanding, but still an evolve uh, an evolving capacity to understand the concept of karma. So it's
0: quite hard. It's quite hard because I think we've been conditioned to see it as a generally negative thing when we talk about karma, that, right? So yeah, um, it's nice because we always talk about this na parang yoga really doesn't see anything as good or bad or anything everything yeah. is pretty neutral it's just um it's just these are this karma is just one of those concepts that has been thrown into preference and whatever historical um, background it is that people have about the concept yeah. of karma so yeah. we're here to kind of Dish it out to you and in a yoga context, of course. Yeah.
1: Uh, Case in point, I want to cite uh, a verse from an important important text Uh uh, from the 20th century. (laughs) And it goes like this. What goes around comes around. What goes up must come down. Now who's crying, desiring to come back to me. What goes around comes around. What goes up must come down. Um, This is uh, from the
0: Bible. From the the Bible.
1: The the Gospel according to Alicia Keys.
0: Alicia Keys. (laughs)
1: This is a, a song entitled Karma. Di ba? Yeah. Um, I actually didn't know that the title was Karma. I really thought it was kasi. what goes around what comes goes around. Because <laughs> she never mentioned the word karma in the lyrics. Oh. And then she just kept saying what goes around comes around. An earlier mm-hmm. text from um from the 18th, from the 20th century, around the 70s, I think. Um wow. is goes like this, no? Didn't you hear your wicked words every day? You used to be so sweet. I heard you say that my love was an addiction. When we cling, our love is strong. When you go, you're gone forever. You string along, you string along. Karma, karma, karma. Karma, (laughs) karma, chameleon. (laughs) By uh, the guru boy George. Uh, Culture club pala. Uh Culture club pa siya So hindi pa siya Uh solo artist. So... Uh, with these two examples, you see na merong, ano no, merong negative of negative uh, messaging. Of ano,
0: bakit lagi in a love context? I
1: know. So, lagi sila na revenge, oh. vengeful, oh. ideation <laughs> ng karma. Um, Agree. And when we, while we were, I'm sure everyone has heard the word karma. And, oh. uh, even as a child, mariling mo yung, ba?
0: Yung karma na Karma yan.
1: Sa school ba, nasabihan ka na kar- makarma ka sana or karmahin ka sana?
0: Oo naman. Like in or in your parang,
1: sc- school year, trates, mga ganyan.
0: May inaway ako, tapos natisod ako after. Tapos...
1: Did you realize shit it, na, ka- Ay, na karma shit ka? na
0: karma ako. Oo.
1: <laughs> 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 so yung idea natin ng karma. And even, Oo. ano pa ba, um, at home. Hindi naman, hindi naman hmm. masyado siyang prevalent. But I'm sure in the chismisan of our parents, di ba usually... Uh, halimbawa um
0: karma niya yan karma
1: niya yan na siya ng kasawa oh. for example na karma na si <laughs> na karma si tita dahil invalidation at <laughs> or pag mga ano ba to uh bumabagsak ang negosyo or nawawalan ng trabaho yeah, yeah. especially the people that we don't like parang or yeah. our, you know our, you know other people um we think of karma in the context of parang um uh, universal justice, a karmic retribution na negative agad. Um, and
0: you notice, you notice how it's very cultural to decide that this is someone's karma. Uh-oh. It's not... Oo, di ba? Parang you will dictate yon. na... oh
1: call ko yun, nakarmi siya yun. Tapos, mag-agree naman yung iba. Ay, oo nga, karma niya yan. Parang even... <laughs> or people will ask, bakit ano bang nagawa niya before? para and then, ano na siya? It was gonna, going to be the the start of a and marathon na kung ano yung... What did one person do to deserve this quote-unquote karma? Now... Yeah. The concept of good and bad karma is actually parang for me i um bago lang siyang lumabas people suddenly have uh parang are, are uh arguing that there is such a thing as good karma no? so yeah it forms part of the new myth around karma na mm-hmm. Uh, that is being propagated on, uh, parang because of the advent of social media and and the internet, parang you'll see mga yung mga inspirational pages saying uh, karma is not just bad. You can also get good karma, and then if you put Uh-oh. something out there, it will come back to you threefold. So, di ba, may mga pa say? Yeah, uh,
0: there um, is also a lot of I think, parang they connected to karma being something that is not of your doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like some know. higher, some higher being or uh-huh. power kind of casts karma on you, whether uh-huh. that's good or bad. But it, it takes, it takes the responsibility of karma away from you. And I think that's uh-huh. a, that's a big misconception that a lot of us had, especially growing yeah. up, especially from a religious, right? yeah. we grew up in Catholic yeah. schools. And so, yeah a lot of the stuff that happens to you tends to be laid on or tends to come from a higher power as yeah. to why it happened. Yeah.
1: Actually, when I was in uh, no, in elementary and high school, so it was a Catholic school, I remember being taught that na initially na karma is not a Catholic concept but eventually parang, well eventually they found a way to you know as as christianity always does co-opt this concept of karma na parang, um, suddenly it's also catholic parang initially parang karma is not uh, karma is not a christian thing and then later on in the in my theology classes in high school suddenly they found a way to incorporate karma into into the religion or, or Catholicism yeah. now I think it's yeah. because karma can karma helps instill fear ba, in in people eh, you business of Catholicism to <laughs> to instill fear in you Because hell is such a fearful prospect di di Pero why don't we this make is where hell. you
0: put in this is uh, where you put in the parang ano. Ta-ta-ta <laughs> sound effect.
1: <different>. Lana <laughs> <laughs> um paki-alam pandemya na. So bahala na kayo. <laughs> um
0: oh but it's but, true diba? Parang a lot of especially uh, coming from uh, Catholic upbringings, Parang mm-hmm. there's always been this
1: um, wow.
0: this sense of fear of making mistakes and that what happens to me is not under my control. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. What what? Parang the benefit kasi of incorporating karma or the the misconception of karma into the trad- Catholic tradition is it makes hell um, a closer prospect. Alam mo yun, Parang hell kasi is after death uh-uh. pa. Karma can be your hell in earth, right? So mas matako uh-uh. ka dahil it's so immediate and it's so. diba pang saying na karma is digital now? So uh, whatever happens, whatever. May ganon matagal na yung line na yon it's a very i know it's a very uh, iconic line in in the gay world <laughs> ano is yung mga ano na yung mga
0: trolls, na yung mga trolls? Ay, wala na sila
1: <laughs> ba? wala na sila ngayon so na karma na sila na digital karma so uh yun nga so the effect of karma is immediate that's why it yeah. is a helpful concept for a religion that Whose main business model is fear, so, um, parang it's also it in a way it it uh, it makes sense for them to propagate or perpetuate that misconception, which mm-hmm. creates a disservice to the actual concept of karma. So in this episode, what we're trying to do is to introduce to people what is the concept of karma according to the yogic tradition. Um, I want to quote from a scriptural text. Hindi na to see si Elisha or si Boy George. Um, so this is from the Bhagavad Gita. Um which is uh, which means song of the Lord, no? So for those who haven't heard of the Bhagavad Gita before, uh, this is a chapter in or a book in the epic Mahabharata. So in this book, this is where uh, concepts like yoga, karma, and dharma mm-hmm. come out of. No, so, parang ito yung first time I think uh, when karma was discussed in a very detailed
0: manner yeah.
1: And, yeah. and in in various, uh, in various, um, uh, in many chapters. So next spread out all throughout the book. So the main characters here are Krishna, uh, who is uh, an avatar or reincarnation of the Hindu god Vishnu. Uh, Krishna is uh, said to have brought yoga to the world and Arjuna, mm-hmm. the king of the uh, parang siya yung leader, no? know, Rightful or righteous band of brothers who are supposed to inherit the kingdom of Barata. Yeah. Yeah. And so they were talking about uh, they're going to war, no? Um, and it connects our previous talk, dun sa yoga as freedom. Uh, yeah. Na... Uh, Arjuna doesn't want to do his job of as king and warrior because niya na ng uh, relatives, yeah, because most of the people he is waging war against are his own cousins, uncles, grandfather, and uh, yeah. you know nephews, uh, so I he doesn't want to do that, but uh um, um, Krishna was talking about the concept of dharma, which we'll talk about later on. But also, he talks about the concept of karma, which is literally it translated to as action, you know? action. So that's one of um, that's one of the closer translations. So of course, but in language and meaning, you. You Uh-oh. don't you don't get to translate them and everything fully, right? Uh It really yeah. depends on the cultural context of.
0: because um, it, it, of it the influences time. also the way people understand certain mm-hmm. concepts, and I think that's what's happened. Yeah. Over the years.
1: Yeah. So in the first mention of karma in the Bhagavad Gita, which is in Book Three or Chapter Three. Um, It says that all karma takes place in time by the interweaving of the forces of nature. So the forces of nature that is being talked about here are the three gunas, the qualities of nature that makes us do certain things in a certain way. Um, But the man, lost in selfish delusion, thinks that he himself is the actor. So basically, what what Krishna was saying is, we often think that we are the doer of the action. Because we are very much attached to our ego. no? Ego yeah. is another yogic concept that we want to parang dig deeper Clarify. And clarify for an, an, yeah. another episode. Na but uh, basically, we are not our ego. And uh, we think, uh, parang our whole lives, we spend it thinking that we are our ego. And our ego is the one doing all the action. No? But the reality yeah. is, all the action is because... Um, of the forces of nature acting upon yeah. us, no. Even our ego is being acted upon. Our, our by by the forces of nature, no. It's hard to think about it. Mejo abstract, parang, How can I be separate from my ego when I experience it? No, so that's the challenge of the yoga practice. How do you separate Uh-oh. the self from your ego? So. The man who knows the relationship between the forces of nature and karma sees how some forces of nature work upon other forces of nature and becomes not their slave. So Mm -hmm. if you are able to separate or distinguish action from yourself and understand that action is a factor of nature doing its job, you'll be... You will be able to free yourself from the bondage of karma and and um, of and of nature. Those yeah. who are under the delusion uh, of the forces of nature bind themselves to the karma of these forces. So let not the wise men who see the all, uh, let not the wise man who sees the all disturb the unwise who sees not the all so basically uh, through practice and through wisdom no you gain this distinction uh, ano ba yung, uh, what are my actions and yeah. how do i uh, how do actions come about no yeah. so basically um, when you talk about karma karma is parang uh, karma is something that we accumulate through time, yeah. because we are attached to the results of our action, thinking that we are our ego, and we are uh, our, our our action is a direct result of yeah. our karma is a direct result of our own doing, but that's not the case.
0: I think it's really important also that, the concept of parang what it is we are practicing for is something that we constantly talk about. And yeah. it's something that I always challenge our trainees and teachers to consider na parang, Um, they have to realize what a big responsibility it is to be able to share the lineage and the practice of yoga. Because if you have no idea or are not aware about where you are, you have no idea Idea of the effect you have on other people, and mm. I think it's very important na when we talk about the word karma. We realize that everything we do, whether that is <clears throat> excuse me, whether that is good or bad, creates a ripple effect. And so, when we talk about union, I think it's and yoga as union, diba Parang it's really important to see what the effect you have is on other people as well. So. Um, when we practice, parang what, it, it, what is it ba, that are we practicing talaga? Are we practicing fancy shapes? Are we practicing asana lang? Because yeah. it's important to translate your math practice into your physicality, into philosophy. Because ultimately, yeah. that's what this practice is about. Parang where are you? at this moment? And do you pay attention enough to the subtle nuances that change the makeup of who you are moment per moment. I think that's super valuable and super related to what we're talking about, I think. Yeah.
1: So, let's springboard from that parang, um, yeah, scriptural reading of karma and talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, the misconceptions that we all often see. For example, um, the main question, I think, is whether karma is good or bad. Yeah. I think it's very important to contextualize this question in the what we always call the you know the phenomenological context or the the way that we understand things. No. So for example, yeah. when we talk about things being good or bad, we come from a very long culture kase, of seeing things as you know ex- two extremities or a duality. No? Arang, yeah. One thing can only be good or bad, and not, not, nothing in between. Or everything mm-hmm. has, uh, has to have a set of morality. No? And sometimes we don't question this belief. Na parang, why do I always have to ask if something is good or bad? But it's actually our belief system acting upon mm-hmm. us. No? And it's been acting upon our culture for a long time as well. So the norm is when you get out there, if you question something as, why do we know things this way? You will you will be seen as a weirdo or as, a, as an outcast. When in fact Uh-oh. there can be so many ways of knowing and analyzing things, including karma. No, yeah. So karma is not good or bad. Karma is just karma. And yeah. And uh, I think based on was it Satchidananda, uh, one of the commentaries on the Yoga Sutras that we have there is a mention that everything that you do generates karma. Mm -hmm. So for example, breathing creates karma for you. It's not good or bad, but it it generates karma in our lives. Mm -hmm. And uh, some things probably generate more karma than others because the ripple effect is bigger. So for example, if you cause a pandemic, for example, probably the (laughs) karma of that is greater than you know, just me breathing. Because that's, uh-huh. you know, yung effect lang is on me, diba? Um Yeah. They say that the goal of our yoga practice kasi, is to reduce karma or bring it yes. to nil, right? And um, we can only do that by understanding how do we accumulate karma, no? So, yeah. um, and the Bhagavad Gita gives us the answer. So, in the next chapter, which, was, um, which is chapter four, uh, it says there that he who's under, he's own, whose undertakings are free from anxious desire and fanciful thought, whose work is made pure in the fire of wisdom, he is called wise by those who see. In whatever work he does, such, such a man in truth has peace. He expects nothing, he rel- relies on nothing, and ever has fullness of joy. So it's about yeah. your attachment to things. No? So when you do something and you're attached to the um, result, no? so if, result. You are, if you have an anxious desire and fanciful thought, when I do this, this is what I will get out of it. No, that is uh. what causes karma. So in our daily practice, that's so easy to uh, do. No, na parang you accumulate karma even in your practice. Like for example, practicing for the sake of looking good in a photo. No. It's Uh-oh. not a bad thing, it just creates karma for you. Na parang, yeah. And again, we have to reiterate the karma is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just something that we need to, you know, we need to reduce in this lifetime.
0: No? Every action. As an equal. Yeah. Not necessarily opposite. But like yeah, as an equal
1: reaction. Or opposite can be, doesn't have to be a bad thing either, but it can Uh-oh. be That's true. coming from another direction. Um, yeah. So, what is the consequence of not being able to work on your karma? It's not as bad as the, you know, the Catholic belief that you'll go to hell. You just mm-hmm. go back. To another life in the earth, which can be hell <laughs> for some people.
0: There's something that I saw. Parang there's a there's another one of those like like art card code uh, things that I actually agree with this time. Parang I saw you have to evolve or repeat. So yeah, the concept of karma in a yoga context is quite interesting. If you hear. Banging on my ceiling. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but yeah.
1: The neighbors um, have a renovation.
0: <laughs> my karma <kayo> for that. <laughs> Pero, diba, parang, it's, it's, it's interesting because um, the concept of yoga parang gives full responsibility to you as to what happens to you and with your life. So, yeah. um, I always enjoy the idea, na, and I find it very empowering that everything I do is because of me. And it, and like the texts that we just read, but I think for a lot of people, they'll find that that comfort in knowing that your life is ultimately everything that happens in your life ultimately comes out from your decision and not someone else's, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no sins that you have to pay for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no sin that you have to pay for. There's no... Um, you're not punished You will not be punished for someone else. Right?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, for
0: someone else. So um, the concept of karma, you guys, I think is something that we have to realize is can be a good thing if we're aware of it. It just gives us more reason to practice with much more self-awareness, mm. right? yes. And your intuition more will lead you towards the right direction because if we're working from, you know, our feelings, connecting yeah. to our ego a lot, then it's never going to stop. We're never going to be aware of stuff. So, yeah. Um, it's basically a concept that tells us to take control of your life, of the decisions yeah. you make, of the things you say, of the thoughts you think. Yeah. It's very empowering for me to say yeah. things in that way.
1: Uh, when, you, when you realize that, um, you know, when you, the more you say things, the more you do things, the more you think the more karma you accumulate, you start to understand the goal of the yoga practice, which is to bring you to a sense of stillness and silence. Yeah. And I think it's important to recognize that when you get to that space of stillness, that's enough, no? or that space of silence. Because we've been brought up in a culture of more is more. Na you have to push and push until you get somewhere tapas you don't really know pala where you're where you where you want to go or where you 're heading yeah so that's dangerous territory because number one doing a lot of things can accumulate you more karma, especially if those actions are driven by desires that yeah. are made to please the ego. Yeah. or made to please someone else someone else's mm-hmm. ego or uh, bring a benefit or bring any gain towards yourself. Um, the, the text in the Bhagavad Gita emphasizes on working in silence in many aspects of our lives. So for example, yeah. if you're doing charity work, you do charity work, you do charity work in silence, not for the benefit of being recognized for your kindness because you accumulate a whole lot of karma that way because
0: mm. um, if we work because ego your ego will want you to proclaim so it's really easy to identify that well I don't know if it's that easy to realize now what is moving you is your ego you know what I mean yeah. Then I guess that's why we practice yeah. we practice so mm. we know when um and when we can shift away from that and anchor down towards who we are at that present moment. I think that's where the practice becomes really valuable when it comes to finding stillness.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very important to understand that you know this this realization of the meaning and understanding of karma doesn't just happen in one go because mm-hmm. <coughs> for a complex concept such as karma, I think you have to understand it by experiencing it, and that's why the emphasis yeah. of the Bhagavad Gita is to be uh, to be committed to your work without
0: yeah.
1: uh, being attached to the results. So, so that you can learn, and through learning and experiencing, you gain wisdom. You know? so yeah. by by virtue of the mention of the word wisdom, wisdom you'll know that you're not expected to understand everything right away and then you really have to go through this experience um, personally in order to gain the understanding and by gaining wisdom and understanding you're able to work on your karma better and more efficient oh And I think na, it is yeah, go.
0: I think it's also wise to realize then na parang a lot of people think na learning and growing and progressing is something that is linear when it's totally not. So, yeah. I think it is very wise to recognize the difficulty in being in the... Tarang wisdom comes in recognizing na, one, progress is not linear. Two, na um, you just have to take things slowly and not be... There's nothing wrong with being goal-oriented, but when you try to get from A to C without working on the B, it tends yeah. to be kind of misleading.
1: It's also important to, um, to realize that learning never stops. Because at, yeah. at, at a certain point in time, some people say that they're done with learning new things yeah. and they just, just get stuck with whatever you know, understanding that they have uh, when they decided that they stopped learning new things. No? Oh. So uh, it's important to evolve. It's important to understand that new ideas can happen to you As you go through your practice, as you go through your day to day life. And it's also important that there are many avenues and venues for learning. Like um, our yoga practice does not have to be restricted on the mat, you know. Uh, I think being on the mat is a good way for us to retool our mind and rethink Mm -hmm. the way that we can learn things and experience the world. But at the end of the day, we have to be able to take that new perspective off the mat and into the real yeah. world out there where we, we interact with others beyond the mm-hmm. four corners of the mat. And yeah. this is where like real understanding and real real application of karma happens. Because most often than not, you know, our actions are triggered by other people and other mm-hmm. circumstances that are that we don't experience when we are on the mat practising. But the mankas is super safe space. And um it's such a, it's a controlled environment. It it is yeah. exactly what we refer to as a laboratory because yeah. you can think of your yoga practice as a controlled experiment uh mm-hmm. on your reaction to things. No? So
0: uh
1: the when you say at the end of the class that I feel so calm. I feel so, you know, stress free. I feel like I'm, I'm cleansed. You're meant to take mm-hmm. that out of with the you, mat. yeah, mm-hmm. and and really apply that in life.
0: I really, I really always stress then, parang, especially as yoga teachers. I think a lot of people take training and um, maybe have the misconception that, I'm a yoga teacher and this is all I do. When in fact, if you are really given the opportunity to be taught about yoga in its fullest without cherry picking it, you realize it's really such a big decision. Like can you imagine? you? It, it's such a big responsibility to be able to have people hold space for them and get them into this deep, um, connected Place where talagang you can really figure out the way you work and possibly take that into their lives outside of the practice. That's such a huge thing. And so it's important for all of us as practitioners and as teachers, if you're read if you're listening to this, parang, um, yoga has to be an outward thing just as much as it is an inward thing. diba parang. Because if we're trying to see um, less duality in our lives and parang seeing everybody within ourselves. So parang our responsibility is to keep Mm -hmm. propagating that idea and that culture and that mindset to everyone around us. So for me, yoga is not just moving inward, being aware of ourselves. You have to take that into action, right? And just like karma, parang you have to do something with that stillness that you find. um, you know, potent yeah. force.
1: Yeah, people, can say sometimes think that going into a yoga class is like taking a shower that washes off everything, away, <laughs> like stresses, uh, tension, and including karma that you have built up. That's not the case. Your karma stays with you; doesn't leave you. You have to work on not accumulating more. That's the thing, and working on existing ones. Uh, I actually haven't gone to the point of understanding how that happens, but I know mm-hmm. that you can um, accumulate less by being yeah. less detached to uh, desires and to your to the to the results of the work that you do. So uh-huh. think of your practice as something that you know um, is really a, a learning experience, and yeah, uh, you know uh, a. a a class or an experiment that tools you for the real world because the, the real life or the real learning happens outside and mm-hmm. and you always have to take that with you. you know? A lot of it the can. things that um, that are important are not learned on the mat, you know. So the more important yeah. lessons about yoga is actually learn better as applied into our <clears throat> our real lives. Yeah. I agree. There are many things that we discuss in our teacher trainings that we wish we were able to discuss in a yoga classroom. And um, I think, in a way, this is, I mean, a podcast is one of the best ways to bring it out there. But mm-hmm. really, the, the richness of the yoga tradition can only be appreciated if you sit down and talk about all of these concepts. Um, <clears throat> and
0: and more importantly, parang you have to live it out. Yeah. Parang, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, it, it takes a lot of courage to really, um, as someone who practices yoga, and if it's something that you're really wholeheartedly into, parang I think it takes a lot of courage to like, Identify your shit and parang. Am I really what yoga is about or am I about asana? Because for a while, I think we all come across that. And parang yoga really has this magical way of like creeping in. And if, especially if it's taught by the right teachers, I think parang it has this magical way of parang turning you into a better person for the community. Because that's how I feel yoga should be. It needs to be an outward thing that is relational, that is community-based, so parang na outward action. And so when we talk about karma yoga, it's really important to recognize like everything we've been saying this this whole episode, na parang your actions really create a ripple effect in people's lives as much as it does yours.
1: Yeah. So speaking of karma yoga, how do we apply all of these new understanding to our practice and our actions of the met? Let's think of some of the ways. Like First thing, for example, uh, we've already mentioned asana practice and how some practitioners are basically asana practitioners instead of yoga. Practitioners, uh, the first thing is, I w- you want to think about what is your, what is your um, objective or what is your desire yeah. Yeah. in practicing asana. Uh, it's not wrong to have certain kinds of objectives, but you want to start really, you know, really understanding where you're coming from as a practitioner. You know, why are mm-hmm. you doing this? These poses. Why? What are the effects on you? What do they? What do they do to you? And yeah, yeah maybe really list that down and and um, maybe talk it out to a teacher. Like this is what I'm doing asana for and seek guidance mm. as to, you know, as to whether these objectives are things that will help you have, uh, yeah. you know, a long-term lifetime practice or maybe you yeah. have to shift perspective in terms of how you do your asana work um when we do our asana teaching it's really about creating a lot of space a lot of opportunities for silence and stillness and and it it will take you into certain shapes or forms but they're they're basically the Parang they are a means to an end. No, they are not mm-hmm. the end in themselves. There, so that's one for asana. Yeah. Anything else you want to share about you know karma and asana practice?
0: I think um, it stems a lot from that. No, parang I think it it always has to start from yourself first, and really, parang I think. Finding a moment of stillness before we make decisions. I think sharpening your decision making facilities is really smart when it comes to diba? Parang we could use a little less impulse sometimes, I think. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when it comes to karma, parang, if stillness is something that is of great importance, I think it it it's smart to I should take my own advice. <laughs> <laughs> like, take a moment or re- like really try being responsive yeah. over being reactive. Cause yeah. um, there is um there's so much value in taking time, period, right? Yeah. Like in going slowly, whether that's on a physical level, whether that is speaking to someone, whether that is taking the time to do other things it really is so valuable to give yourself that little bit of moment to pause and see what comes out of your mouth before saying it, right?
1: Yeah. Mm. So stepping out of the mat and and having this um, karmic effect, oh, sorry, having this, um, uh, what's this? Having this... uh, uh, opportunity to decide on how your karma will affect your your life
0: oh. um, and
1: your work is a vital application of the concept of or the understanding of the law of karma uh yeah. so that's actually just like i think that's number two like in in terms of when we're talking about the application of our understanding of karma like how does yeah how sure. does our how does our understanding of karma now how can we apply that into our our own personal lives
0: and really parang take action parang really walk the talk like it's one thing to be practitioners and believe in all this stuff but it's definitely a huge step to put all of this into action yeah Yeah.
1: and then thirdly I think for me the, the third and final one would be um in application, how does karma relate to your relationship with other people? Because um, it's one thing, doing or applying something to your own life, but we yeah. know that that will have some effect on others. But there are other actions that we do that are inherently outward. Like for example, yeah, yeah. you know, helping someone out or not choosing not to help someone out Voicing out an opinion, agreeing with others, uh, or disagreeing with others, Um, all of these things have a karmic effect that ripples out to a greater number of people beyond our immediate community. And like what we said in the, you know, when we did the Yoga of Freedom webinar, um, if the if the inner peace of other people is your own inner peace, then I think it's also the same for karma. Like when you, when you create, you know, karmic uh, effects on others, they will ripple back to you. So yeah, it is within our business to make sure that you know whatever you put out there does not disturb. People in a way that brings less stillness or less inner peace. We have Uh-oh. to make sure that, we are able to create actions that, you know, mm. contribute to greater inner peace, or yeah. even outer peace,
0: <laughs> to yeah, to sure.
1: everyone, to everyone yeah. else. So. Uh-oh. Yeah. One
0: thing that I really hope, parang. I can learn more about or parang more people can learn about talagay from what we're talking about today is that yoga is an action-based practice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really needs to be stressed, especially through, your, through teaching, through the teachers that you have, through yeah. whatever it is you read about yoga, whatever concepts are there needs to go beyond you. Yeah. So if yoga is union, then what's the point of it if yeah. it's not community-based, it's not about everybody, right? Yeah. And if yeah. we really want to see less difference between other people, we really have to take the time to um, acknowledge that yoga is parang an active thing. It's yeah. not just a quiet quiet silencing um, yeah. still thing. It's a, yeah. it's action. Yeah. It's movement. It's dynamic and yeah. has to be parang for others also. Yeah. In service. Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that's super important na to serve others in a yeah. way that creates good karmic yeah. Diba, results. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The inner peace, the silence, the stillness, is the end and the means for that is action, but not yes. action that is, uh, that is connected to desire, but selfless action that is yeah. uh, free from desire, free from fanciful thought um, mm-hmm. and anxiety. Um, if, you, if this podcast uh, picked your curiosity, we do conversations like this a lot in our teacher training. And I think yeah. yeah, one of the most effective ways in in understanding yoga philosophy is to really sit down and and talk about some. Yeah. In in and and teacher training offers that opportunity to deepen um to deepen your understanding of uh of concepts of affect or impact your your uh, understanding of yoga. And if you're interested, we have an upcoming yeah. teacher training happening in August. August. That's uh, 3 August. to
0: 28.
1: Yeah. Uh, 2020, of August. course. Still this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still Correct. 2020. This is our second uh, batch of Module 1 online yoga mm. teacher training. Uh, which is something that we are surprised to be very effective in yeah. many ways in terms of you know being able to retain the information in the form of a video file that you can always go back to and create yeah. a very accessible online group of peers you can learn from. Um, I would highly recommend this training, not because I'm doing it, but because I... I really find it surprisingly effective. Um, even though we started For with, me. That, with a lot of <laughs> doubts ba, uh, about the, the uh, effectivity or the uh, yeah, efficiency of this thing. Yeah,
0: um, yeah.
1: So, if you're interested, you can always message us on our social media. We are on Facebook as Inner Power Vinyasa and on yeah. Instagram as at Inner Power Inner. Vinyasa. Mm-hmm. and you can email us at contact@innerpowervinyasa.com at and we also yeah. have a website www.innerpowervinyasa.com there yeah so so
0: it's nice to be back
1: <laughs> yes and i hope you enjoyed this episode because for the season or for the rest of the season we're be, we're going to be talking about more yoga concepts yoga concepts Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you
0: guys have any suggestions also, please don't hesitate to send us um like topics you want to talk about in depth yeah. also. So remember that this is a conversation and you guys are as much a part of it as both of us are. So we hope to hear from you.
1: Yes. So this podcast is um, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other channels that you listen your podcast to. So I hope you Stay updated and keep listening, and let us know what you think. And I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, Me about also, mom, but... and I hope our listeners also enjoyed it a lot. And uh, we're gonna end it here, but Uh-oh. the conversation he... continues outside yeah. this episode.
0: If you guys can, please give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts, because it helps people find the um, the podcast more or <laughs> hindi <laughs> Yeah. In, in your
1: yeah. new understanding of karma. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, but yeah. yeah,
0: so that's it for us, you guys. So until next time, this has been Go With The Flow Yoga Conversations with Ben and Rihanna. I'm Rihanna.
1: And I'm Ben. Namaste.
0: Namaste.